Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. If you're looking to get a new car, you could really cut expenses by bundling your car and renter's insurance with Progressive. Sure, you love your old car, but you know it's not normal to give instructions on how to open the window. It should be self-explanatory, but it's not. And notice how when you're in other people's cars, you can feel cushion in the seats? That's pretty nice, right? No, it's just normal. So bundle your renter's and car insurance with Progressive and put the savings toward a new car. It's time. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. Venture X from Capital One is the travel card for people always asking, Where next? You earn 10x miles on hotels and rental cars and 5x miles on flights booked through Capital One Travel and 2x miles on everything else you buy with Venture X. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. All right, welcome into On My Block Podcast. It's a Green Bay Packer podcast. I'm your host, Amon Green, along with my good friend and former teammate, Mike Wall. Man, Mike, how you doing? I'm doing great, brother. Hey, we are having fun today. We got our first guest on the show, our man, A.J. Dillon, the second-year running back out of Boston College. Man, how you doing? Oh, yeah, doing well, man. Happy to be a part of this. Oh, man, glad to have you um, about this. And for two reasons, not only that you're a running back, but you are a gamer on top of that because you do. We can talk later a little bit about that in the stream. I see Mike shaking his head like, oh, my God, another hey, he, one. He was getting ready and he popped he popped out of his chair and I saw that big high back chair and I was like, oh, hell, here we go. Yeah. Talk about yeah. Halo. Oh, you see the new Halo coming out on Amazon Prime? Woo! Oh, my God. I can't wait. AJ, I can't wait, bro. I'm so geeked. I'm like, I went on my Amazon. I went on my phone last night to see if we had Prime Plus already put in our Direct TV package, and I'm like, damn, we don't. So I got to go in there today. Yeah. <laughs> this, sure. is a dude, this is a dude that no. This is a serious. This really happened in an NFL locker room. We almost went fist to cuffs with a guy named Ahmad Carroll, who was a first round draft pick. <laughs> Because he came in declaring that he was the real Batman of Green Bay Packers and like the media, and Amon like checked his Amon checked him in the locker room in front of everybody. Like, was it was like, that real. <laughs> I know. I don't know what I said. I probably blacked out, but I I, yeah. I know for sure that I, I we had the conversation. Hey, bro, I'm I'm Batman, you know here because he came from where did he came from? He came from the it south somewhere. Matter. Hey, listen, he was also ran. He was also ran. <laughs> Hey, that's right. the first dude I ever seen. Remember they put boxing gloves on his hands because he was holding so much? Yeah, and as a DB, he was holding oh, so bro. bad, AJ, where he... <laughs> Should have called coaches, him Clubber Lang, man. He's trying to be I, Batman. Should have been Clubber Lang. Right. I don't know if it was, it was the coach's decision or if it was among the other elder DBs because we, um, we had Al. We had Al, Al Harris. Shytown Mike. Shytown Mike. Mike McKenzie. And they probably... I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure it was a player thing because the players was like, yeah. you know, between Mike McKenzie and um, uh, uh, Al Harris, you know, probably the two best cover corners in the league around that time and so they probably say hey bro man you got to stop holding and he was he was he didn't have the confidence it didn't come out of him at all to um 
to be a DB, hands off, and obviously play your coverage, play your technique. And he yeah. got beat. You know, he got beat down a lot on in so many ass um, in so many areas of being a player in the league. But before we get into the conversation, we got a, a ad read here and presented by um, Bet Online. So football is over for the season, but basketball is in full and both full stream along with pro and college hoops. So, so for all the latest odds, totals, uh, players, performance props to where you can find the next fired head coach coming down the line because that's been going on around here. Bet Online is the number one support for all your betting needs. So head over to the website to use your mobile devices and sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus for your first deposit. You bet. AJ, you a better? Or are you being you being? Uh, smart I can't. I, I can't bet. I can't bet. But <laughs> I was. That was a test. That was a test. But I bet on myself. But I bet on myself. Got it. Got it. That was a test because we know as players it is in our contracts we cannot do that. So for people that can bet, just use the promo code Believe to get started. So it's just not basketball because basketball right now. I know college is going into March Madness. Uh, March Madness. I had a great nephew who plays at uh, UC. Uh, University of Chicago, Loyola, they just won, I guess, the Mississippi Valley Conference or something like that. And so he got his he's a part of a championship team there going into the NCAA tournament. March Madness is coming up. So, like I said, get your welcome bonus on your first deposit. And like I said, it's not just basketball. Bet online is your source for hockey, baseball, UFC odds. We just had a big UFC fight over the weekend. So hope everybody, you know, won out there. So right up until Olympic coverage is the best in the business. So from sports right down to your favorite Vegas casinos, BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. So BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to wager on your favorite sports and play and, and play your favorite game. So BetOnline, where the game starts, guys. Hey, so AJ, now, we, we should be betting on I, this. Is kind of, It's probably a bad thing. It's like bad karma. Right, but we should we should have been off season betting on who like what staffs were going to get fired because if you could oh, that, that that'd, be, that'd be pretty damn funny. We just got to see if they had track the track uh, it all year. We got right. Up. Oh man, we just had to look in there and to see if they had that as a prop bet. You know, yeah, you just yeah. just figure out what teams we beat down on, then you'd be pretty good. Right, you just look at the teams that are struggling through the year. We were just know. talking about it though, man. You don't have an owner up there. It's different when you have an owner. Like rational thought does not yes. enter into the equation all the time. Right. Correct. Correct. It's like the Miami Dolphins, dude. How do you get rid of Brian Flores? Okay, you had three, two out of three winning seasons with a terrible team. Okay, see ya. Yeah, <laughs> and, it, and that change, obviously, as we both know, we all know as players that that change is is going to put that team back another year, two years back, because now they were good. Though, AG, don't What's you up? think? Like listening to that Mike McDaniel talk, I like like when he talks. I'm thinking, I think to myself, like that guy, that's a dude with a plan. Now he does. I know he doesn't look the part. Like right. I get that, but that seems like a dude who can like fix problems. He just, he, I'm super impressed with his, the way he, the way he thinks, like the way he, his thought process with, with offensive structure of football, the way he, he talks about player development. Like he's at least right now, he says all the right things and right. as far as, as far as all the hires this year, like of all the hires this year, for me, he's the one that I gravitated to the most as a player. Okay. Nice. Uh, is there, so this McDaniel, this, <laughs> this is McDaniel from new England, correct? No, 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 no. You're talking about Josh McDaniels. You know, I'm talking about I'm talking about the guy from San Francisco that went to Miami. Oh, yeah, Mike McDaniels. Mike yeah, McDaniels. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's why I asked that. I was because you said McDaniels. I couldn't remember if you said Josh no, or Josh Mike. McDaniels, but, man. You're probably yeah. I'm surprised he didn't back out. Oh, uh, but uh Mike McDaniels, yeah. Um, it was just for me, I we crossed paths when I was with the Texans back in 07. So I didn't know, you know, he didn't really he was a quiet guy, he didn't say a whole lot, but obviously 
with that, now I kind of see where his mindset was, obviously, going into coaching because he was just getting started. He was mostly I would see him over with the quarterbacks working with uh, we had Sage Rosenfeld and Matt Schaub at that time, you know, quarterback. And so he would be over there. Actually, LaFleur, too, was also hands on with the quarterbacks and everything else. So. So, yeah, interesting. Yep, interesting. So getting into some of these questions here. So, AJ, you just wrapped up your your second year and you had a solid season team wise. And obviously, as yourself too, you know, progressing into that second year, getting up you know, close to a thousand yards yourself. And so the postseason obviously didn't go the way you guys planned. Has had the first game went good. But then the same game for the, with the 49ers, you know, just was something that, you know, obviously you guys didn't want it. Didn't finish out how you all want it to be, you know, to finish out. So how do you feel about how? Your second year went for yourself first, and then uh, then how would how did you felt for the second year as a team? Did it go? Uh, I felt like for myself, uh, it was a great building year. Uh, really started to build my confidence. First year, I was just trying to figure out my role, you know, being behind Aaron and Jamal. Um, but they did a great job of you know kind of bringing me into the fold and you know teaching me the ropes. And so when I was asked to you know go out there and I had to start a couple games and you know, be out there in those big time moments and make plays. Um, you know, I, I started really gaining confidence as the season went on. So I felt like towards the end of the season, I'm playing my best ball because now I'm like, ah, not second guessing myself, mm-hmm. not thinking out there. I'm just, I'm just playing the game like I've always been playing. And uh, when you can play free and loose like that, that's when you start to make the big plays uh, like you guys know. So for me as a whole, I'd just say, you know, year two, huge confidence builder. Um, so now I'm just looking forward to, you know, continuing my career. And, you know, I feel like now I got all the confidence I need in my game. I know mm-hmm. I belong at this level. I know I can perform and, uh, you know, be the best player on the field if need be. So, um, yeah, so looking, looking forward to it. And as a team, I mean, I think I thought, I mean, obviously, like you said, didn't didn't go the way we wanted it to at the end there. But, right. you know, it was such a cool year for me with all these close wins we have and all the close losses we had, even, I mean, even the playoff game, like this year, just like talk about adversity. You got guys left and right going down big time players in the line here, there, like somebody's out with COVID. We got it like Jordan starting Kansas city on the road away. And somehow we're still in the game. Mm-hmm. And like, it's just, it was like so crazy. Those overtime games were kicking field goals to win last minute. And uh, so it was just one of those, I thought it was, you know, I was hoping for a storybook end into a, you know, magical year, but, you know, sometimes it's not how it works out. But it was really cool to, you know, go through that adversity as a team and right. always find a way to win. Got yeah, it. you know what's man? It's funny we don't we don't really think about it that way as as like from outside looking in. And if we've been there, like we've been in your in in your locker, yeah. but yeah, we don't think about it from that perspective. Like just how like we talk about casually, like oh yeah, the offensive line has been some four starters this week. But you just kind of get used to it, right? Just keep moving forward, right? Because it's, yeah. it's, it's the next man up mentality. But, you know, really does crystallize you, your guys' culture. And, and it really crystallizes, um, like, the, the the collaborative effort that you all feel as an offense, as a defense, as, as a complete unit, right? I mean, yeah. I'm, I got, I'm going to leave special teams out of there. But as an offense and a defense, like, the way that mm-hmm. you guys came – I know, dude. I know. I, I got to do it. But, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's interesting to hear because we always think about that, that biggest jump being from the first to second year. Right. That's that's not, and a lot of people sometimes hit that sophomore slump, but you really it was funny. We just obviously with AG on, on here, we're looking at running backs all the time. And mm. and by the end of the year, we're, we're both talking like it's not only do they have two starters, but, you know, if you guys weren't cannibalizing your own stats, you probably have two Pro Bowl running backs in the backfield. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. to be honest with you, that you guys are playing at that kind of level. I right? will say that. 
no hesitation. So the confidence that you gained, I'm just always curious, just from a development standpoint, when you when you got into that that room last year and even kind of following through, like, are, are do you feel like you had some really good mentors in that room helping you along? Obviously, your coaching staff, but also those players teaching you how to be a real pro. Yeah, I mean, we, we have great, you know, great coaches and everything like that. But I mean, for me personally, and I just feel at this level, like everybody, everybody in there is a grown man. And, you know, and so I feel like sometimes I feel like where people just in my two years where people are really making those strides when they have people around them that are going through the same thing. Like coaches coach and they help you and they develop you. But, you know, somebody who's out there working with you, doing the same thing, going through the same exact drills, coming over to the sideline and be like, damn, this sucks. When you're saying, damn, this like that's somebody that like for me, I was so grateful to have Jamal, grateful to have Aaron, which I still have around and helped mm-hmm. me. And so in those times where, I mean, they're both in their going into year six now, but just finished up year five and they're like, yeah, man, it's not fun. But, you know, it's just like in those times where I'm like second guessing myself or I had the game against. um, Right. I had a bad game against the Redskins or the Washington. What are they? Commanders. The command. They're commanders now. Commanders. The commanders. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. So the, the commanders and. You know, I'm looking. I'm on the sideline, and Jonesy's like, "Man, bro, I've fumbled so many times. I've, I've missed blocks. I'm like, you're good. Like, it's just part of the game. So, you know, things like that. When you can be like, oh, like, I mean, he's a pro. He's a Pro Bowler, however many times Pro Bowler, and for him to be like, man, I, I messed up all some so much more. You're good. It's part of the game. So that uh, something I really uh, kind of clung on to. Yeah. And then, you know, having that veteran leadership behind you, I know as a player, just helps, like you mentioned already with your confidence, it builds that. And and where Aaron is coming from when he made that comment, because he's been there and he understands the process of, you know, we both been there beating yourself up on that mistake, you know, and then trying to just knowing like, okay, next opportunity, I'm going to try to win. You know, I want to win that play. If it was, the you know, hold on to the ball harder picking up the extra 10 yards or not letting the first guy tackle me, you know, that's that, that mindset where, you know, Aaron, you know, is, you know, saying those words to you at that time. So that is, that is huge. Yeah. That is huge. So, uh, so take us back originally, where are you from? Cause I know, I know you're an East coast kid being at BC, um, Connecticut area. Well, what was the high school you went to there? Yeah. So I'm from the London, Connecticut. Uh, we actually have the same colors, green and gold too. So funny how that worked out. My pop Warner jerseys look the same. Um, but yeah, so I went to a prep school actually in Massachusetts. When I'm from Connecticut, I went to a prep school in Massachusetts called uh, Lawrence Academy. Mm-hmm. And the whole the whole process behind that was who else went there? Uh, Lawrence Academy. Yeah, you got some other NFL guys there. Ooh, uh, yeah. You don't. I don't know. where the Hasbuck kids went? Huh? That's where they went. I the think that's where the Hasbuck kids went. Nah, Hasselbeck. Oh Jim, no, Jim, no, Jim no, 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 I'm wrong. No, yeah, we would know. We, I, oh. I would know. Nah, but I mean, th- that prep school league that that we play against. I mean, you got all types of NFL players, but that's like people don't really go to the New England. They are starting to now, but New England for football players, you know, mm-hmm. we're known as basketball. So for me, my public high school is a really small school, um, and nobody was really getting any really football looks and things like that. And competition wasn't great. And I sat there with my mom. I'm like, man, I need like I want to go play against the best of the best. I want to put like make sure I have the going against the best competition. Like I could go around and dominate this, but who's gonna you know whatever they're gonna take that with a grain of salt. So 
Yeah, I went there, uh, Lawrence Academy, had some good years and put some of my green numbers up. And, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, I mean, right. I, BC was actually my second offer my freshman year. And I looked at that and they, I think that was the year they went like three and nine. And I'm like, I'm never, ever going there. I'm never <laughs> going there. And I committed to Michigan my junior year, verbal commit, went out there. And uh, my senior year, I got hurt. Nothing crazy, just like. Uh, but we had, we only played eight games in the season at, at my school. So I, I was missing the last four. And so I was just sitting there and I'm like, damn, like if I don't have football, where would I want to be? And it was BC for me. Um, mm. And I had, I had the big time offers. I had the Wisconsin, I had the Notre Dame, all that stuff. And I mean, nice. right down the list, but I mean, you know, BC, people are like, why BC? Like what was such a, just the best place for me where I felt like, uh, you know, God forbid somewhere to go wrong. I would enjoy my time there and everything. So that's one yeah. of those programs too. They they've had they've had history of they've developed a lot of talent. That I mean, they, they've uh, yeah. never been like a perennial top five or anything, but they've developed no. especially at offensive line quarterback. They developed a ton of talent. Man, we got a, we had an offensive lineman coming out this year. He gonna be a beast. He gonna be a one of them twelve year NFL at least guys Pro Bowl. His name is Zion Johnson. Man, thirty two reps on the bench. Man can fly. Dang. Bro, he he's a he's a beast. He's a beast, man. Was he at the combine? Yeah, he'll be he'll be a first rounder for sure. Yeah, the, the, okay. the, 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 the speed of the combine, man, like the, the combine stuff was nuts this year. Yeah, like I feel like they, they, it's like everyone's wearing those victory insoles, like those graphite insoles. Those times are <laughs> yeah. so fast, dude. Everybody's times are like a tenth faster than they should have been. But yeah, you you came out uh you came out of BC. You're you're, you're leading all time leading rusher now, huh? Yep, all time right. all time leading rusher. But you kind of. Like I was doing Serena up on you, and, and I'm, it wasn't a stretch, but people were – you weren't as high up on the draft until you went to the combine and you knocked it out of the park. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, like I had done every – that's why I came out early because I'm sitting there. I'm like, there's really not much more I can put on film that I haven't mm-hmm. done here. You know what I mean? Like I've yeah. broken – I'm all-time in a rusher, all-time in touchdowns. Like, you know, wh- wh- what can I really gain in one more year um, as far as film? Smart, and, yeah. you know, and like obviously my body and things like that. So, I mean, came out and yeah, they were like projected. And like, you get the little combine grade, and it was like uh, third, third, it was like third to fourth. And I'm like, there's no shot. Like, what, what more do I have to do? And but yeah, I went in there, I had the highest jump, uh, highest vert, highest broad, um, uh, weighed in 247. Like, oh, but then we did the body fat scan right after a seven percent body fat. I'm just a big dude, I can't. Can't be much lighter than that, <laughs> right? Like I'll be like I'll just be skin and bones. <laughs> Two hundred forty-seven pounds. You jump what forty-one inches? Yeah. And oh my so, goodness. That is scary. So, so it was one. It was fun. I mean, AG, I that four, ain't right, bro. Ran the four-five-three. <laughs> I caught every ball. Didn't drop a pass. So I mean, there's they couldn't say I can't catch. So right. That was that was a big thing. Everybody was like, he can't catch because I never caught a PC, but it wasn't like the ball was thrown to me. I dropped it. We just, hmm. no, we just ran the ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I hummed to that because that's the same thing I heard coming out of Nebraska yeah. at that time. They was like, Oh, he can't catch the ball. I'm like, well, I am I grabbing am option pitches, running laterally. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. sometimes I got to one hand those things because yeah. Tommy I'm Frazier, like, my freshman year, he's like, AG, you got to keep up with me, freshman. You know, <laughs> I'm like, okay, I got to adapt. And then I adapt to Scott Frost my second year. And he's doing the same thing, pitching the ball willy nilly. And I got to catch that thing behind me and all that. So scouts sometimes miss that, man. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, uh, didn't they think catching all those pitches that my hand-eye coordination was on? Yeah, that, that, don't, that doesn't count. That's behind the line of scrimmage. 
Right, I guess. <laughs> that's, that's how they look at it. Oh, it don't count. That's yeah. not a pass. It's not, that's not a real catch. That's that's not a, <laughs> yeah, something that uh, we don't know what that does. We can't rate that category. So, no. it, it, AJ, okay. AJ, what did you think you when you're coming out then? So people are right. you know, people have they have this opinion on you, whatever. What is what is the thing that you're like? Okay, I, I got to get if I'm going to make it in the league, like this is what I got to work on. What are the things that you were focusing on and go through that process? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, at the combine, like the whole process of you know getting drafted, I really wanted to show. It was really big for me to show that I could you know catch. Everybody yeah. was like, he can run the heck out of the ball, all that stuff, but can he catch? Is he quick? Is he, how fast is he? You know, and so I made sure I, re- I worked to run a good time, which I thought I did, and. Um, and then I was making sure I was just doing catching drills. I was lucky enough where I was training at. I also had, I mean, I, I trained with Jordan Love. I trained with Justin Herbert. I trained with um, all these guys in my in my class, and they're all great quarterbacks. And so mm-hmm. I just had them at my disposal. We're all working in the same place. I'm like, shoot, throw me a fade ball. And we right. had all the receivers in my class. We had uh, Michael Pittman Jr. from the Coles. We got Chase Claypool. So – they're always running around. So I'm like, let me tag along. I need to, you know, I need that. We, we'd film it. I had a, like a running back coach tutor out there. We'd be filming all this stuff and we'd just be sending it out to teams. Like mm-hmm. he can catch the ball. And so that was, you know, that was just big for me to just make sure, you know, they knew I could do it. APB, all purpose back. I can do it all. Yeah. yeah. You got to help a group chat, man. You guys have a good, a good group chat for that rookie class right there. You need some help. So oh, Jesus. Yeah. We got, we got some dogs in there. Nice, nice. So, uh, like going into um, your second year, you knew, okay, you did that. You did what you did your rookie year. So, for yourself, something I, that I would do every off season is kind of just critique myself. You know, things on that I did good, things I did bad. What was that? What, what was that process for you going into your second year in terms of okay, what I need to do now? This is what I got. I say pretty good at. This is yeah. what I learned. Is this and this is what I maybe need to do. You know, coming into the, my second year and then yeah. and then also. Between second year and now, you're starting that first that also yeah. going into your third year. So, what's that uh, mindset look like right now? Year one and two um, was honestly what I said at the beginning. What I was so proud of myself, like happy looking back at year two, is really finding that comfort spot. Because mm-hmm. when I was out there year one, I mean, I think I had like 40, 40 something carries. You know, I wasn't really out there too much. It'd be a game where I didn't play at all, It'd be a game where I got one carry in the third quarter. Like, and so all kind of sporadic instances where I was on the field. So I never really felt like I was in a groove. I never really felt like um, – and then when I did, I was, like, really, really trying to figure out what's going on, overthinking things. And, um, you know, w- w- and the one thing I do take away from that, the one thing that kind of I feel like propelled me a lot and I have this appreciation for is, you know, when I'm at BC, I'm getting the ball average, like, 25 carries a game, something like that. Yeah. And that's all we did. And so then to go the next year to not maybe not getting the ball at all, uh, in a game, um, I can I, mess with you. I, yeah, but I, but I got this newfound appreciation for it. when my number is called. I'm gonna make the most of it because exactly. I don't know when the next one is gonna come. So going into year two now, like I'm fighting for these extra yards, and it's just like second nature because I'm like, well, I don't know when. Like it's kind of like that that like that underdog kind of mentality. That mindset is like, well, I, like now I know it's coming, but still, like I'm ingrained to just get as much as I can do as much as I can with that opportunity. So, but yeah, year one to year two, uh, was really just making sure I was confident when I'm out there. Um, and then going into this year, uh, I'd say it's more mental. Uh, obviously just keep, you know, keep working your tools, staying like staying in shape and mm-hmm. catching the ball. I'm going to do all the drills. I'm going to do all the, 
you know, the work, but I feel like really separating yourself at this, at this point is the mental part, making sure I'm yes. starting to study defenses, really start to understand what's going on in front of me, where the people are blocking and just a little bits at a time, like where my block, like where the O-line is going, where their combo blocking to. So then it's like just an extra second of, you know, time you don't have to react last minute. Yep. And I feel yep. like that's where people really start to separate you know, at this level, because everybody's good, everybody's talented, like, right. you know, yeah. what do you, so it's, you like, know, it's like yeah. year one to year two, you learn, everybody learns, right? Yeah. Year one to year two, we just call that, you learn about desperation, right? <laughs> like, I'm, yeah. I'm, desperate to make, I'm desperate to make it work, right. so now we start talking about all the stuff above your shoulders, Yeah, like you said, like, we always, I mean, AG talking, and I talk about it all the time, it's just like half steps and half seconds add up over the yeah. course of the game, right? And it's yeah. all about that decision-making process, yeah. you just, you just alluded to it, that offensive line where their blocks are going. That's one thing that AG was so, so good at is just understanding this is how long this double is going to hold until this guy shows here. Mm-hmm. We're going to come off. And he so he knew how to set it up to make us look good. And with you guys changing offensive lines, I mean, with the amount of people going in and out this year, it's difficult, especially as a young player. Like, that's a really difficult ask, right? So having more continuity there is going to make it better. Obviously, some of the guys you're, that are coming back are, are really, really good players as well. But – when you're going through that process this year, was that a point of point of emphasis in your room with your with with the running backs? Understanding like, okay, we got to really work and focus on making some of these guys look good. Whether it was through our film study, understanding when they're coming off, or whether it's like with blitz pickup, making sure we're doing a great job of communication. Was it just a little bit extra because of all the new the new faces on that offensive line? Yeah. So what you're saying, I one thing uh, Coach Sermon is always talking about is uh, our running back coach is talking about synchronizing the run. And so with that, you know, our footwork, the things that we have to do, where the junction point is with the handoff, where how the quarterback's going to open up, and then obviously the offensive line, where they're going, where our aim point is. And so, like, he's always, you know, it's just kind of like on repeat, synchronize the run, synchronize the run. So, and each run, I mean, AG, you know, most people don't know. I mean, you know, Mike, but everybody outside doesn't understand. Like, there's so many, like, little fine details that make that play go. And they're like, oh, you just run into the right. Nah, you got to open up with these steps. You got to aim right here. Then you get cut right now. And so, uh, you know, that's definitely something that we focus on. Like you said, with all those guys going down, we did have a lot of, you know, rookies step up. We had Josh Myers. Obviously, he did go go down. But, I mean, he was battling to get back. Um, Mm -hmm. Newman. That dude's a unit, by the way. He's going to be here for a long time. Yeah, Ruth Royce and all all those guys um, up front. Uh, I mean, and and they they played against Pro Bowl linemen at, as rookies, and they they also developed as the year went on. And we're like, dang, like these guys are good too. So it's just like yep. one of those things where, like you said, next man up mentality. But it, it was obviously for the running back room. We're like, we really got to make sure we're on top of this stuff um, because it's only natural that sometimes somebody's going to get a better at somebody. We got to make sure we're on top of our yeah. Business. Yeah, no, those finite details you mentioned. That's something I remember between the 01, between uh, 01 and 02, 03 seasons. So Sylvester Crooms was my coach, and how he would just emphasize in terms, and then Edgar Benner also snuck in the room every now and then, emphasize, you know, my first step going into a 92 blast or 93 blast, which was our ISO, which our main ISO, which if I hit that just right, I could have a three way go in terms Mm -hmm. of where the blocks are going. Um, But if my timing was off, if either I say if I was too fast, I wasn't going to get certain, you know, reads. Yeah. I wasn't going to get the cutback read mm-hmm. or I wasn't going to give my lineman enough time to get to the run fits. So yeah. I just had to, he knew, and he knew this before I knew. So what he started doing 
during the on one training camp, our depth was seven and a half. He was putting me at eight and a half because he knew Amon is fat too fast at the first week of camp. So I made me move him back a yard. Yeah. And then in the second week of camp, then he's going to slow down because he's going to now adjust into the big guys up front and their run fit. So once I go got through that, at first I didn't. I was like, Coach, what you doing? He's like, just move back. Can you do that? Move back a yard. I was like, all right, no problem. And then it did. And I saw and I was paying attention too. like, oh, I get it now. I appreciate that because I didn't realize I'm running up these guys back, which, you know, they don't like, you know. Yeah. And so having that then in my head, understanding when I'm running it, not just the 93 blast, but the power, the counter, the outside handoff, outside, uh, handoff, outside solid when we had that, too. So we just it just made more sense oh, to yeah. get that, you know, get that footwork, the little, like you said, finite details to make mm -hmm. our to make the game look a lot easier. And obviously, like Mike said, make the uh, the block, their blocks a lot easier, too, out there. So yeah. um, some. Oh, go ahead. No, I was about to say I'm right there with you. Like, I, that's my thing. I'll, I'm zooming up. I'm right there, like pressing, pressing their heels and knocking everybody over and everything. <laughs> I got yeah. So, so I'm, I'm back. I'm back a half a yard too. It's just you know, got it, a time got and it. place for every. There's a time and place there. for everything, yeah. right? You got to feel the flow of the game. Yeah, you got to yep. like pace yourself. But yeah, when I first got there uh, for my rookie, for our rookie camp, man, I'm always on the ground, just going full speed as fast as I can, just knocking everybody over it was so funny everybody was always joking i'm sure he's just gonna be on the ground again today well you know just trying to get better that's yeah. how you're doing that's how you're doing um so, so, that's, probably, so, that's a large part of the development process though too yeah, right i mean exactly that's, that's like we talk about you always got something to work on and like the better yeah. you get at that mm -hmm. you're gonna get even you're good at it now you're gonna get that much better next year oh, yeah. before you'll be that much better it's just until your until your body physically matures, which is probably like you're a long ways from now, as far as as far as like before you start on that decline, at least right? 10 years. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah you, you're still on that I, decline. I, I, I got so, somebody on here. Somebody on this uh, call got some records I need to break. So. <laughs> and I'm right there with you, bro. I got your back. I'll help you through it. Um, uh, I'll give you some little tips there and everything once we get later into the show. But I want to ask this fun question. I know you like to ask, you like to talk about, um, and you're making a business out of it right now. So how did the nickname Quadzilla happen? And uh, when it, like who gave it to you? Was it self-proclaimed mm, or what? How did that go down? We, I have to know. The people at Green Bay, you know, we don't have okay. an owner. The, the, fan, the fans came up with that. After the, uh, the Titans game, I had my rookie year. I got my first two touchdowns. Um, I opened up my phone and everybody's like, quads, just quads, quads, they're like quad father. And they're just going back. And I mean, it just kind of stuck. I was like, I just retweeted the stuff. And, you know, by the end of the year, I had, a, I had a new name. And so, you know, it, it's awesome. And everybody's really uh, kind of bought into it, the whole Green Bay fan base. And, you yeah. know, so, it, so it's, it's really fun. It, it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. You got, like you say, make a business off of it. Uh, oh, yeah. Quad, you got quad father, quadzilla. Um, I like the quad father. Yeah, like that, that. that one's dope. That it's one's dope. Father Quadzilla, that, that's where it's at. I, my right, we couldn't decide. I did a poll on Twitter. They couldn't decide between which one. It was like 49, 51. And so I just did my right, my right leg, my right quad would be Quad Father because of the R and Quadzilla is for the left because of the L. So I, so I rock both of them. And uh, now people love it. I, you're, you're a gamer. I do, uh, so when I'm streaming on Twitch, uh, people, uh, I know Twitch has channel points. Yeah. Uh, through stream elements, they can uh, register their watch time. And yep. through the watch time and watching me, they can earn currency. And I like give away like cleats and stuff like that. And But the points on there are quad points. So <laughs> you got to get you got to do it. 
Yeah, so it's it's so it's just yeah, it's it's sticking. It's fun. I like it. I like it a lot. Mike, you got a question? <clears throat> who was the uh, hey AJ? Who was the San Diego Chargers? Was it Natron Means who had like the thirty three inch thighs? Yeah, Natron for sure. Yeah. It was him. You and Natron. Yeah, we got to get it. We got to get yeah. it like an old school measurement, man. No, you you said forty nine. You said forty nine and fifty one. Is that was the image? Was that the inches? No, no. That'd be oh, crazy. Jesus, AG. You know how big that's like the size that's, of the chest. I, I would not. Be able I know. To, I'm just saying. I would not be able to play football, man. <laughs> he you said forty nine. Like so I just thought that number was the inches that he no, no, that was, measured that was, his thighs. I was like, was God player. bless. I was like, okay, okay. Hey, AG. It seems like it seems like uh, from all the social media and whatnot, you, you're always around town. It seems like you're really taking to Green Bay. Oh, I love it. Here. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, this is my house in Green Bay or around Green Bay. Uh, yeah. Me you and my give a specific I, address and what time you'll be home. Yeah. You don't, you don't want to do that. Do not <laughs> do and that. So I, and so here's my social security code. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, um, yeah. My, my fiance is from Green Bay. Her family okay. is from here. Uh, I mean, she went to Ash Robinson High School. Okay. And stuff. So, you know, I've really grown to love it. I got the Keador County. Uh, so, you know, it, it's a place that regardless of football, no matter where I may or may not go, you know, we're going to live here, raise our family here and stuff like that. So, it's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome, man. Yeah. yeah. Join the gang. I've been here for 22 years. So there yeah. you go. Yes, get sir. tips. Hit me up when you got questions about stuff. I got you. To go. AG, you want to get on the trench warfare? Yes. Yeah. Get on the trench warfare, man. Let's do it, man. <clears throat> we're talking so about all here. trench stuff. Let's, we're talking about all trench stuff here, AJ. So, so first question for you. What defenses do you hate running against most? We're talking about like three fours, evens, mm-hmm. odds. Is there is there is there like a if there's a studded D tackle versus and like what just what do you think is like the hardest thing for running backs to think about? Uh I really hate I mean I I guess it's a three four, but how how they do it now where they got like the hybrid DMs. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I hate like when we're going up against like two when teams have two stud DMs. Uh, but that are like hybrid linebackers because like they can move out there and you got guys on the edge who are crashing down and doing all this twist game, but like fast athletic guys like Kawa, I'm pretty sure Carolina has uh, Brian Burns. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just like, they're just so quick on the outside. So it's like you're playing, you got a linebacker on the outside. So if you run the outside zone, they're out there, but they're also twisting and coming in. It, it, it's, that's my least favorite to to running. Brian Burns and Hassan Reddick are. I love a four three. Give me a four three. <laughs> me too. Yeah, I feel yeah. the same way, dude. I'll, I'll, I'll eat on a four three. Give me a four three eight. any day. Give me that. I think everybody <laughs> hates a three four. Like I can't. Offensive linemen hate three fours, man. Because uh, anytime a guy is lined up head on you, like yeah. straight head up, you don't mm-hmm. know what to do with them. You're always right. like, whatever way I step, I'm stepping wrong, right? And yeah. if I don't have help, like if I'm especially like tackles aren't used to drive blocking anyways. Yeah. Right. Like that's a. Like that's always a bad matchup. Like a six foot five, three hundred pound defensive end who's playing a four technique. That's a bad matchup for like that's a problem. thirty out of the thirty two tackles in the league. You know, yeah. it's just that I would I, I try to figure out why anybody's uh, playing four threes anymore. I think it's too easy. Give me that four three, man. Yes, <laughs> we ate when we played New England back when they started to make the four three a thing. We used to eat their dinner. <laughs> we, used to, we used to just just I didn't know like for when we first played them in O two. Remember, Mike, we went up to Gillette. Yeah. And we played him up there. I, I think I had a 150 on the ground. And Ajay, our, my, you know, came in off the bench. He had about 50 and Fish had about 30. And I still was like, what's the deal about the 4-3? You know, I'm like, they didn't have – they had verbal. They had Hall of Fame linebackers. That's on that. Yeah, Bruce Ted, Teddy Bruce Ted Johnson. Teddy Bru- yeah, Ted Johnson, military guy. Big. I mean, he has a big jawline and it looks like a robot. So you, it's like, all right. and But it just – 
we just was able to get to our blocks and hit the holes the way we needed to. I don't know what it was, but yeah, like I, I agree with you, AJ. Four three all day. Yeah. All day. AJ, who's the best non-blocking, non-offensive lineman blocker on your team? Alan Lazard. Dude, Ooh. no Alan question. Lazard, yes. We we talked about him a lot Bro, on this that podcast. Man, this that man yep. is different. Can't you can't quantify <clears throat> what he does for the team, man. That he'll he'll go ahead. Like, I mean, just like we were talking about, those hybrid DNs, he'll go down there and stone them. I saw him uh just he'll just throw people around and he's not afraid to get his hands dirty. He's gritty, and then he'll go make a great catch and run away from people. So, I mean, it's that's something that doesn't show up on the stats. And, I mean, everybody talks – people who are from the Packers, we talk about it. But, you know, anybody outside, they don't they don't really know. It don't show up on the stats. But it, we oh, love, we love I, that I, I, I want him blocking for me. I'll put him lead him up, leading the way. Yeah. Oh, see, see, players, we know. Because we've yeah. been talking about Allen exactly. all year long. Exactly. So, we, we see those. We be like, man, he's putting in some work. You know, and exactly. we're not talking about catching the ball either. He's nah. putting in he putting in that work. Oh, yeah. So real. yeah, you guys got Mercedes too. I mean, Mercedes is he's been he's oh, been yeah. one of the best blocking yeah, tight yeah, I mean, big years dog, and years. Big dog mm-hmm. can't take that from him. Big dog. Yeah, old school there. So next question here is the is there real competition in training camp practices against the defense these days? Because I know a lot of rule changes, a lot of yeah. a lot of unpadded days than what we had back in the day. <laughs> so yeah. what how is that how is that competition now to find Who's that, you know, what's that team like going to fit, you know, once you come in day three, day four of training? Yeah, camp? no, we have a lot of competition. We do a lot of, uh, I, I'd say our coaching staff, Coach LaFleur keeps things competitive. We'll have competitions throughout the whole year. Um, but especially um, during training camp, we, you know, I can't give all the secrets away, but there's a few people selected that are getting matched up. And we'll, we'll rewatch those matchups all throughout on a big screen in front of the whole team. So you, you best believe everybody's going hard, and uh, but you know ahead of time if you're one of those guys selected, every one on one you get with the person you're going up against, you're either gonna get exposed or expose somebody Ooh. else. <laughs> so yeah, yes, yeah. I like it, that. It, it, it's fun. It is really fun, man. You know, yeah. it, we'll get a we'll get a running back versus linebacker, and they'll do the pass pro drills, and then the one on one on the routes. Then you'll get a DB and uh, receiver. You get an O lineman, D line. It, it gets mm. it gets fun. It gets competitive. I know you, Mike. You had a few drills like that. Who is the guy that you're like? Either I want him or on our squad, or I don't want to deal with him right now. You know, honestly, that's what, that's kind of why I asked. The, I had that question, man, is because when we were playing, I mean, except for my first year when they, I mean, when it like was like Santana and Gilbert and Reggie and mm-hmm. all those guys, like we didn't ever really have a good defense. I mean, honestly, like our front right. seven was never. Really, that guy, had, we would dominate. So you just named three guys, right? Just named yeah, three. Yeah, we, we, we just dominate. We would dominate our box seven. And so that's why I was always curious. Like, I didn't when – I, when I left to go from Green Bay to Carolina, Carolina had the number one, like, box defense yeah, G, in the yeah. league. Yeah, and all of a sudden, Pepper, I was like yeah. – I just remember going to training camp, like, what the hell happened? Like, we're, we were getting around our asses kicked every day. But it, it was a total <laughs> – it was like a total, uh, you know, switch, uh, flip switch. But that's why I was asking the question, though, because I don't think like who has a better front seven than Green Bay Packers right now. If you kept everybody healthy right now, who's got a better front seven than you do? No, it's hard. Nobody. I can't think of anybody, right? I mean, and you think about what what either Preston Z or or Rashawn Gary is coming off the bench. Yeah, right. I mean, I think the the closest the closest you get will be the Rams, but probably yeah but do the ramps like no no, no. I, I, I don't like i think for sure it's us i'm just like that'd be the closest yeah i can think of because that that i mean that's got to be some serious matchups I, I love that idea of like oh, yeah. 
like get like getting behind. But you imagine before practice, like so. Yeah, so here's one of the things you don't know about AG is uh like so every once in a while in practice, like he's real calm, and then every once in a while in practice, like some young guy would like say something to him, like really get him angry, and he would like he just like he'd go he'd black out. For, I'll like, black 10 out. Minutes. He's completely lose. He could lose his mind, and like these guys, and like you understand, uh, it would be one of those deals where you like you see it's out of a movie. He would talk to the guy and like just confront him to a point where like the guy turned into like his five year old self, where he was like, I feel, so bad. I "Feel so bad about himself." Yeah. So, so I would have loved like you, man. Mike Sherman come up like, "Ag, today's your day, man. You're on spot." Like, "Oh, okay. Who is it? I'll take everybody." It would have been right. a disaster. I'm like, "Oh, it okay. Absolute disaster." All right, all right, speaking of that, so because my my guy, I said guys that I would point out, like Mike is referring to, was guy later. It was probably after. It was one one guy for sure after Mike left, um, was AJ Hawk. But we would point each other out because we knew AJ knew and knew what I knew that he was like the best run stopping linebacker that we had at that time, and I knew that I could do what I do. So it's like, hey, when we did those one on one drills, he would point me out. We'll like find out the count in the line. Like, all right, AJ, you going? We going? We like, all right, we kind of give us give each other that head nod to make a, you know, make one another better. So who is that guy? Who's that guy for you? You only been there two years, yeah. but who's that guy that you find during those competitions you just mentioned that you'd be like, Hey, we got, you know, you, yeah. you kind of give him that head nod. Like, yeah, we, we going next. Yeah. I'd say, uh, Chris Barnes, uh, you know, same yes. draft class. He's a beast, man. And, you know, we're pretty good friends, but I mean, you got to see what he can do on the field and he makes oh, for sure. stops people in their tracks. And so, you know, him coming you know, the way we set up the the blitz pickup drill is so unrealistic for, yes. you know, how it would actually be. It's two cone. I'm gets, glad you said that. I've been saying that for yeah. years as a player. He gets to just take off full speed and run right. out. Stop him. <laughs> I would be – well, what I would say to my coaches is, I'm like, I'm like, look, wait a minute. We got three cones set up. Yeah. He got to go through a center. Sometimes the t- the guard might trip him up, and y'all putting yeah. us with with there's, cones. No, there's no way somebody's running through that that easy. Freely, right? yeah, you're not gonna I run just, through that freely. Go right. pass, go. Nah. <laughs> then nobody touches him at all. You don't gotta run around nothing. So I mean that, but like, so obviously running backs at a disadvantage. But that's right. the guy who is a notorious. Just you know, he he does it in the game and gets through and makes it look like he's running through cones. So you know, going up against him. Uh, it's great practice for me. He always goes hard, and you know, it, so you know, sometimes I lose some, sometimes I win some, um, and then we'll go over to the the. Uh, but it's great work because he's a beast at that. And then I'll go do the uh, we'll do the one on one routes. So then I I can get him some work because then they're at a disadvantage. Correct. I got, I got open field to run any route I want. For right. Hard, and he has no idea what's coming with no extra protection. He has to play me man. So. Right. You know, it, it's good to get that work where, you know, you're at a disadvantage, but if you can stop that, then you can stop whatever's coming in the game. Yeah. And that's my point. So like you, like I complained about it, you know, I, yeah. I, I kind of did it just to harass my coaches. Cause they, yeah. you know, they, they harass us as players. Oh, yeah. So um, I just why, do it. Why didn't you block? Why didn't you? Yeah. Block? How, how am I to do right. But to your point though, I, yeah. I use it though, but I'm like, I'm glad I did those drills because yeah. those drills, that's the hardest that oh, yeah. we're going to have in the week dealing with it, AJ, you know, for me, AJ Hawk, uh, Nick Barnett in the middle of the field with no help. You yeah. know, he's not getting bumped off of nobody. Nobody's getting bumped off of me. So yeah, that's the best work there. And, yeah. and I think, you know, hope I'm glad to hear that's still going on because you know, some, you know, sometimes you, we, we don't see stuff as players, as former yeah. players, like what are they doing in, in practice? When you see stuff in a game, 
translate yeah. over. It's like, all right, we want to make sure we see certain things that 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 should be happening in practice because then, it, like I said, it transfer over the field and that a player is doing it right in terms of technique, where his hands are, stuff yeah. like that. It's iron sharpens iron, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. AJ, when you go into a game now, you're getting in your second year, like, do you have, like, a routine you go through? Like, what's your mindset going into a game now when you think about it? Because we're talking about contact, right? Yeah. And just being having that confidence. Yeah. Are you trying to – are you one of those guys who's like, I'm trying to get that first hit and clear my head? Or are you one of those guys who's like, I'm trying to make a statement with the first person I hit? I'm like – I really don't think about anybody else. I, I don't care about anybody else. I get out there – and, you know, my fiance and I came up with this little routine, but I'm, I was writing my, you know, my wrist tape. And the thing with me was, you know, at BC, I was a guy, didn't really have much adversity. You know, I could just run as much as I wanted, score whenever mm-hmm. I wanted. And so to get, you know, you're playing at this level, things are a little bit harder, go through a little bit more adversity. And so, mm-hmm. you know, instead of getting in my head about things, so I have her name on my, on my wrist. And it's not like, oh, I like, I, I mean, obviously I love her, but it's more so, Cause she's always telling me like, let it go. Like that, that it's like that echo, like I tap yeah. it and I'm like, all right. Like, and I can just routinely do that each and every play. So it's, I, I've really gotten good at not carrying any play good or bad out of the next play. And I do it in practice. So it's just routine all the time. Every mm-hmm. time I'm in the huddle. And so like that, that deep breath, but I really don't like, I go out there and I'm just running or passing or running and catching just for myself. I don't care any for anybody on that other side of the team. I don't care who you put over there on defense. I'm not trying. Perfect. If you're in my way, you get hit. If I run around you, you get run around. Right. I'm not, I'm not trying to none of that. That's a perfect right. answer because that's the, mind, the mindset you talk about right there is what me and Mike could talk about is what he does as a job coaching kids up is yeah. that mental side of it. The, the technique, the mechanics is basically the work and the time you got to put in. But then that mental side, side of it is where – it takes you sometimes to that next level. Yeah. And then when me when you mentally can basically wash it off and go to the next play. Mm-hmm. Like you said, good or bad. I okay, I just had an 80 yard run. Next play gotta happen. You know, what's what's coming up next? Are you gonna do another one or what? Or you fumbled the ball, you know what, you know what? Boom. Yeah. yeah. Whatever happened, you know, you miss like you know, K- KD in basketball. They missed those threes, but he keeps shooting. Mm-hmm. Basically, come back to you know, he's never gonna stop not firing. Exactly. You, basically. Yeah, that, that, that just for young, young young athletes that are listening to this, like what you just talked about on your you tape a name on your wrist, right? Tap it every once in a while. Like that that cue, that's just a, we just call that a cue, yeah, right? That's, a cue. that's just a cue for you, yep. and that just locks you in. And that is one of the most powerful kind of like um, it's not self medicating, but like powerful like self help situations you can put yourself in because that's something that really clears you. It's it's it centers your mind. It means oh, yeah. one thing is consider your mind completely when you feel free to be present in that moment. Being present, like you know, everything you've just discussed is really about when I on the next play, I'm present for that play and I get the most out of that play. Yeah, and that's I what mean, we're all trying to do as athletes, right? That's yeah. that's phenomenal. It, it, it's like the best thing I've found. I mean, I, I catch myself to driving behind an annoying driver and sometimes just tapping and be like, all right, all right, we're good. It'll be yeah. Well, Take that deep breath. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's so common for me. Just like you said, everybody has their own cue. Um, yep. Some guys, you know, touch the grass. Some guys say word or whatever they got to do. But that's yeah. that's me. I love it. AJ, I love we got it. A, we got a segment for you: downhill and direct. Okay, I just want to hear the first thing off the top of your head. You ready Uh-oh. for it? I like all it. Right, all right. Okay, lock ready? Yeah. Here we go. Favorite teammate? Uh, whew. Jordan. Jordan Love. Yeah, Jordan Love. Yep. 
Best broken tackle this year from by you. Your best broken tackle. Ooh, the the one against the the Rams uh, when I ran over uh, Tyler Rapp. Yeah. Mm, yes. Taylor yeah. I remember that play. We talked yeah. about that one. Yeah. 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 Yep. Good, All play. Right. Str- Good play. Strongest dude in the weight room. Dean Lowry. Mm. Really? Really? Yeah. Okay. Wait. Wait. I'm just thinking, what? I'm just thinking, what? I'm just thinking bench. I, I, I I've seen him put up some some weight. Okay. Yeah. All right, Dean. I wouldn't have guessed that. That would, that would not going to be my Now first that answer. I thought about it, though, it might be TJ Slayton, the guy we did, the rigger from last year. TJ Slayton from Florida. He, he's a monster. He's got some. He's got some yeah. numbers on him. But okay. I can't do that. That's second guessing. We got to go, Dean. But yeah, best. Sorry, yeah, that, yeah, we're screwing you up. Sorry, best. We're breaking our own rules. Best defender you've played against. Hmm. I don't. Know. I don't really remember them defenders, man. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> I can't really know. Like, I, couldn't I like the mindset. I just don't. Hard, harder block for you, A-gap linebacker, or if they make a hard call, you got to block the defensive tackle? Probably probably uh, linebacker, to be honest. I would guess An that. A-gap. Yeah. yeah. I feel, what's, the best, what's the best locker room game you guys are playing right now? During Ooh, the last spike season? ball. Play spike ball in the locker room? Yeah, from I thought you were going to say chess. Nah, kind of time, a little spike ball. Spike ball. Okay. Yeah. You, you went okay. to BC, uh, Red Sox or Brewers? <laughs> uh, Brewers. Hey, Ooh. What's your favorite sport growing up? Was that always football? Baseball. Oh, baseball. Right, okay. Me too. Same here. Okay. A- AG, what do you got? Is that D- is that DC Comics or MCU? Yeah. Yeah. DCU yeah. DC or, or MCU? Or Marvel Comics. Yeah. Yeah. DC. Uh, ooh. I'm a. DC Comics. I'm a Marvel movie guy, though. Oh, that that yeah. Mar- Marvel movie. That's actually, you know what? That's actually yeah. a really good point. But when you're talking about actual comics, I used to collect comics and read all the comics. Go to the comic book store, which are slowly dwindling away. Right. But, it's one right off of, uh right down the street from the stadium, Marin's Row. Power Comics is right there. Yeah. To say what's up to uh, Dave there, Dave and Kelly, the owners. Yeah. Been yeah. Time. I'm on the card grind. I'm over at Card and Coin in Green Bay. Oh yeah, they got cards too, and then yeah, they have uh, a gnome cards, a gnome okay. games. They got all the oh, card games. Gnome games right. is right next to frame. Yeah, yeah. Come on, man, I'm I'm a local. I know. That's all hitting you with. Out on a level I'm not. Yeah, he with he, right he now. Mike doesn't like this. He's uncomfortable. What are you talking about? <laughs> gnome games. Oh, uh, Magic the Gathering, uh, Pokemon. Oh you guys, you guys are into that cosplay too. You're all dressing up, going to parties and whatnot. I love it. Every oh, now and then, I'll do. I do it. I am a dress up person. I will dress oh, up Batman. AG, I know you're a dress up person. <laughs> <laughs> I am Batman. Oh, for yeah, dude, sure. AJ's got 50 pounds on you, though, bro. I'm trying to figure out where, where are you finding a costume. Whew. Big and tall. You said big and tall. I, I only can do the, the thing from the Fantastic Four and the Hulk. <laughs> Yeah, nope. I can see that. You can get oh, good, some man. good designs on the bricks that oh, my yeah. man is uh, made of. There you go. All right, let's get it to uh, get off our line. And so, AJ, we talk we talk about stuff here that we kind of get a little annoyed with, with hearing or seeing in the media in the world, not just sports, but everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what's going on? Like, what are they doing here? And so, yeah. Mike got a couple topics here he wants to hit on. Let's make this one short because I want I wanted to get to that, that segment, AG. But the first one is like the com- – we talked about it, The combine numbers this year are ridiculous. Yeah. Right? O-lineman is getting scary. And D-lineman. Dude, but there was like how many, there was like nine wide receivers that ran like a 4-2. Right? Yeah. There was like, I saw one of them. Four, yeah. yeah. They were like, in the DBs running 4-2s and 4-2s. It was insane. Yeah. yeah. 
It's I, I swear to God, I think it's because you've seen those victory uh, insoles that are like like carbon graphite or something. Yeah, I was going to ask you to explain that to me. No, I don't. I haven't okay, heard of so it. I've seen what you're talking about. Yeah, so there's like these insoles were. that are like you know carbon fiber or graphite or something, and they're like guaranteed to improve it, like take a tenth off your 40 time or something, and like you jump two inches higher and whatnot. Dude, every dude must – and you know who uses them is Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor is their oh. spokesperson. So I was like, oh, people must be using these things, man, because guys were scooting this weekend. And then everyone's everyone's talking about, oh, man, these numbers are so great. And I'm thinking to myself, dude, if your numbers are great at the combine, like there's been a handful of guys we talked about, AJ, like you you bumped up in stature from the combine stuff, right? But ultimately, like you still got to play. Like you still got to show up and play. Like all this stuff is all – it's all fun speculation and whatnot. But I'm 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 going to go take JT right now. I'm like, yo, let me get some of the insoles, man. (laughs) I'm telling you, dude. What if you you could you are on a four four right now at two hundred and fifty pounds? Ooh. Right, yeah, because yeah, you don't YouTube, you don't even need to you don't need to work out anymore. Just get your own YouTube channel, man. Just work out all the time. Right, I mean, I had linemen. It was like several linemen under five flat. It was like four nine one. I mean, like not. I mean, not just like right there. They're like four nine one, four nine two, four nine five. I'm like, what? One of the these most old disrespectful things I saw all weekend was I think they do Jonathan Davis. I think he's from like Georgia. They put him up running against Baker Mayfield and Jameis Winston. You see that? Oh. Yeah, I missed it, dude. He he was like, it it looked like I would imagine if the three of us were on because AG ran like a four two or four one seven or something. And my pro you, day, yeah. And then you run in a four five, and then I'm running like a four nine. So it would have been like simultaneous this separation. <laughs> but, but the Jonathan Davis dude was in the front at 340 pounds or whatever he said. Jameis Winston's in the back, man. He's the caboose. It was problems. Yeah. As a quarterback, you know, you, 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 they try. They try they, to run. A they, had a, they had a quarterback uh, running, and it was like all these fast quarterbacks up in the front. It was like Mariota, I don't know. Yeah. Lamar, Lamar Jackson. And then, yeah, Lamar is a different breed. But it was like yeah. a bunch of like the faster ones, and then one of the rookies from this year, and it was like Patrick Mahomes, like feet behind him. And like Pat Mahomes tweeted out, he's like, why do you guys even put me on there? Like I'm not even – like you look, it, it's just solely him back there. Like, why do you- he got his feelings hurt. That's yeah. what happened. That simulcast now. is the only good thing about the combine now, though, oh, isn't it? So that simulcast funny. is priceless, man. That's about it. Yeah. I wish I could that's do that thing with like any like anything that we do. I wish I could simulcast like me versus like can you imagine like we back in the day, G you had like Tauscher, Cliff, like all of us. All y'all, all oh, my guys. Anything. That would be God, awesome. Would amazing. Those are our guys. My guy, my blockers, AJ. Yes, <laughs> I would love to see that. I would especially Marco. Between Marco, Tausch, and Chad. I want to see that simulcast race right there. That four. Oh, Chad! I got Chad, would, Chad beat the brakes off them by. Oh, for real? Oh, Chad! Over those. I two? still want to see it. I still want oh, to see it no. though, Chad, so I can Chad talk would, trash I to think Marco. Chad would win. Listen, I mean, Chad would win by about point two seconds, then Marco, and then. And, and Tausch, and then, yeah. And then and, and then he'll, Tausch. Yeah. he'll come on there. <laughs> yeah. He can block though. He can block. Yeah, he can block. So I, I don't want I don't want to get I don't want to make this thing because uh, AJ's a teammate and everything, but the, like this whole deal that's going on right now in Green Bay, at, now we're in like week twenty seven of Aaron is Aaron Rodgers going to be? Oh, there you go. It's just it's tough, right? Like at this point, I was I turned on first take this morning. It's like the only ESPN show I watch, and they're start. This is the first thing they're doing again is they're talking about this show. It's like, bro, we gotta like we gotta Turn make a decision and just get going. Yeah. This is getting old. No, yeah, I mean my get off the lawn, lawn part of that would just be. <clears throat> It's so funny that people asking me. I'm like, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to come to me as year two running back. But like, hey, AJ, what decisions did I make in my career? 
Like, I, I like people are like, AJ, what do you what do you think he's gonna do? Have you heard from Aaron? No, you're not calling me. <laughs> you're not asking hey. me for my advice. <laughs> I don't know. That is the same thing. When I got here, I got traded here in 2000, yeah. AJ. After the first mini camp, the week goes by, and then I'm still doing off-season conditioning. I'm getting a mic in my face. Hey, mom, what do you think when Brett's going to retire? I'm like, look, I don't even know this dude. I just got here. I'm fresh <laughs> off a plane from Seattle. I don't even know what high school he went to. I know he's from Mississippi. That is it. Why are y'all asking me his first year traded? I didn't even play a game with him yet. This is the off season. It was every week. I was every day. I'm like, uh, I'm like, now I'm like with Twitter and everything. Y'all know before I know. I'm not right. On there. I don't be. I don't. Yeah. Y'all know before I do. Oh man. Yeah. Get, definitely. I agree with that. Get off my line with that one, y'all. Come on. Yeah. It's just getting old. Hey, AGS. It's a side question. Uh, when you got when you got sent to Green Bay, could you have identified it on a map on, the, on day no, one? Not Green Bay. I knew where Wisconsin was, but I, so it, it's so funny. I thought I was getting prank called uh, when I got the call because it said really? Ask Robinson. But I mean, at the time, like that's the, the weirdest looking town I've ever seen. And I, in my mind, I'm East Coast guy. I'm not thinking. I didn't even remember Wisconsin had a team like a team like it makes so much sense. Green Bay Packers are in Wisconsin, but I'm like I'm like what? It's a random call, random number from Ash Robinson in Wisconsin. I'm like, bro, who is calling me right now? <laughs> second round, second rounds is going down and down. I'm like getting a little little antsy. I'm like, yep, where do I yep. go? And yeah, I mean, my my uh, my agent was like, yeah, you're going to Seattle. Like two picks later, and so I'm like, all right, just waiting for Seattle to call and. But yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't have told you where Green Bay was in Wisconsin, no, no doubt. Who was on the other end of that phone call? I, I don't know if it was. Uh, I think Coach Lafleur was the first person I talked mm-hmm. to, I believe, and then it might have been Goody first. Yeah, uh, dude, it's 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 crazy, right? Yeah, like, I got always, two phone calls, but one of them was first. Mm-hmm. We we always talk about, uh, and you you just. You ended up in a great spot. There's a there's yeah. you know there's there's probably there's probably seven or eight teams in the league where you show up and it's just like it's just gonna work, right? Because they're such a good organization, they know how to develop guys, they got a great staff, everything. And then there's like twenty some teams in the league where like, dude, you get drafted there, like unless unless you just are are really really special, you're in purgatory. Yeah. Right? Like this this couldn't have worked out. Honestly, like this situation could have worked out better for you. Oh, it. It is, you know, one of those things where I'm like, I sit back and one of the things that really relaxes me, I'll start, you know, thinking, oh, my future, like how many, like second contract, will, will I still be here? Everything up to this point has worked out so well. And every, like every path somehow, like it's all worked and I got in here. So, you know, I, all that second guessing stuff, man, I'm still here breathing, fighting a good fight and having fun doing it. So. Shoot, it's just gonna happen the way it's gonna happen. But I mean, where I'm at now, I couldn't have painted a better picture. This is not what I was expecting. I was not expecting to <clears throat> come to Green Bay, find my wife, get a house, say I'm gonna live in Green Bay forever. Like that, I was not. That was not my plan. Um, but you know, just one of those things. You didn't even know I needed it. And, right. uh, so it's That's a awesome. great place. Definitely enjoying my time. All right, you you guys want to nerd out a little bit? Did you see the movie? Did you see Batman, AJ? I, I haven't seen it yet. All right. Saw it. Done. Hey, okay, it. well, let's just do real quick. Amon, you're the expert here, Batman. I had to. Give us a Batman review. 
All right, the Batman review on the Batman that came out yesterday. I mean, it came out Friday. I watched it yesterday. I say it, it was a slow burn in the beginning because it was just not a lot going on. It's really slow paced movie, and I saw where the writer director Matt Reeves was going with it. They took it from one of the books, uh, Batman Year One. So when Batman got done traveling the world, becoming you know getting in the mind of a criminal, and all that fancy smashy stuff, where they took it off from where Christian Bale became the first Batman you know, when he did his version of Batman. So it's after that, and now he's been in the city fighting crime for a year, year and a half now, and now people know of him. So I think it was a slow burn. For people that don't know Batman, they would have been like, oh, man, this is boring. But for me, knowing that storyline, I said to tell that one on film now, and because they've done it on cartoon movies quite a few times, like three times, I think. And so to have it on the main screen with a good actor and Edward uh, um, uh, Robert Pat Pattinson, Good guy, good range. Um, guy I, from Twilight. Go ahead. <laughs> no, hell no. I'm sorry. He's a great actor, but I can't do. I got a Twilight story with my. I'll tell that real quick. With my daughters, when that movie came out, I got ambushed because I got four. AJ, I got four girls and a boy. I took all the girls to see Twilight. They're like, "Daddy, take us to see Twilight." Da, 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 da. And I, and I looked at all I knew. Somebody told me, but they didn't give me full disclosure. That it was, I, I, I just heard vampires and werewolves. I said, oh, boom, I'm in. I'm a horror movie guy. We got we got vampires. We got werewolves. We got, they're fighting. It's going to be some bloodshed here. I'm, I get to introduce my girls to that on the big screen. Man, I get to that movie 10, 20 minutes in. I'm like, what y'all got me watching? I was watching Beverly Hills 90210 with vampires and werewolves. I said, oh, my God. I looked at all my girls. We're in the theater, and I looked down the aisle at them, and I'm just shaking my head, and they started laughing because they knew that I didn't know that it was basically like a love story soap opera. I'm like sitting there in the movie theater, like not happy, you know? So yeah, I know Patterson real well, but the movie itself, I give it, I say out of five, I give it a four right now because it, it just wasn't, it's a, it's not a new story. Like if you read the comic books, it's not a new story. You read, I read the story three times. I've seen it four times in the uh, cartoon cinema of DC, but to see it on the big screen, it's, it does, it's okay. It's so okay. so so where what's your favorite batman my favorite batman well it's oh i'm gonna go old school i'm gonna start with michael keaton that's, number, that's your that's favorite number, one number one all time number one that's number one because it just the, it was the original it was the original for that's me in terms of the movie screen um but so then, not, yeah, I, mean, like if, through, if gonna, I mean like if you're gonna put in a movie to watch or click a movie to watch you're gonna go to the old school one and watch that one um between that one and the first or christian bell one oh five batman what? Yeah. What about the Dark Knight? That was uh, like dark, the best no, movie. No, Dark Knight. I'm excuse, excuse me. My bad. Dark Knight with uh with Heath Ledger. Yes. Yeah. That one. That one. That yeah. one. Be him between him, Heath Ledger, and Christian Bale, and that's what people have compared this one to. Mm -hmm. And that's I kind of see that's why. What I, that's what I keep seeing because I haven't watched it, and everybody's like, "This is better than the Dark Knight." I'm like, whoa. I don't think it's better. No. Oh, no, 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 no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. <laughs> the bad guy. The bad guy <laughs> in this movie is the bad guy in this movie is legit. Like yes. Yes. right off they, they copied him off the Zodiac Killer, which is a little bit creepy. Like, don't have that conversation with your 13 year old because you got right. like, what do you mean Zodiac Killer? But right, but they that's real killing right there. And and it was like it was like Batman does seven. It was like it's like watching yes. seven or something like that. You know what I mean? It was like it was like intense yeah. like that. It was I, I it was. I enjoyed yeah. it. No, I haven't, I'm, I'm, I haven't read AG. I haven't read three books and you know four animated series. <laughs> you know, I'm just a guy who likes to watch movies at the movie theater. <laughs> Hey, I'm gonna cover. Hey, that's why we talk. But I do. I, but I. But I'm all thumbs up for it. I'm. I'm giving it a four out of five. 
That's good. Go, hey, go 80%. see it. 80 that's, yeah. that's passion. Yeah. That's a B. <laughs> there you go, Mike. I strive for those, man. <laughs> uh, I hear you. Hey, yeah, dude, getting that uh, running back test back. Yes, sir. Yeah. All right, man. We're about to wrap this up. So, AJ, uh, anything you promoting right now? I know you're you're a millennial. You're a kid of this time. So I know you're on social. I know yeah. you got a podcast. So tell us about that and where we can find you online. Yeah. Uh, you know, I got all my socials. I'm on TikTok, AJ Dillon 2, Instagram, AJ Dillon 2, Twitter, AJ Dillon 7. Uh, you can find out everything about me in any one of those links. It'll take you to anything I do, whether it's trading card, video games, on Twitch, all that stuff. I got my podcast. Um, we'll also be in that click down link. Tune in to Dylan. It's, uh, you know, pretty relaxed, chill, um, a little bit outside of football, just kind of whatever's going on, whatever we want to talk about. The tune in is with uh, my uh, brother-in-law. So his last name is Tune In. So play on words. Tune in to Dylan. Nice. And, uh, yeah, we got a couple episodes out. Got some guests coming on that people would be interested in seeing. So, yeah, that's about it. But make sure you guys watch me play some video games, some Apex. If anybody wants Ooh. to play, I'm, I'm well, he owns an Apex. So you you left you left. Have you left Warzone or that's I'm, just... I'm done. I'm done with Warzone. You done with Warzone? Okay. The, 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 flying back down with a gun after he dies, laying to me. And you got you would that would be a game Mike would hate. He would hate Warzone and Rebirth Island. It's not fun. So I so can that. I can I quick can you clarify for me because I'm not I, I'm not a I don't know yeah. about video games. So when you say you're done with it, that means you've decided to you played you were playing one game and you got good at it, and now you've decided to throw that game away. And you want to be good at another game? Yeah, I'm, I'm playing a different game because that game is just not what I what I'm dis, I'm disappointed in the game. I'm disappointed in where it but went. You know, AG's a he's a coach, right? AG's a, a he's an e coach, right? Yeah, esports yeah, coach. Yeah. So AG, this is how I'm always trying to figure out, right? So okay. you remember when you're when I when you were younger, you get because you can only the games are expensive, so you can afford one game. So you mm -hmm. get a game and you play it until you beat it, right? Yep. And then you yep. throw it away or you give it to somebody, you trade it for another game, you go play another game. So is that essentially what still happens, right? So now you just get good at one game until yeah. well, well, these are all my games. So Apex is a free game. Yeah. Fortnite is a free game people play. God. But yeah, Warzone's free too as well. Yeah, Warzone's free. Warzone, these are free games? What yeah. like, how, how do these people make money? So well, they, they buy oh, it. oh, trust me, they make money, Mike. You would like the <laughs> no, way I know they're saying make money. I'm just, you, I'm you just love, you love the pass, but I don't get it. Uh, yeah, so it's called Battle Pass, Mike. <laughs> so what Fortnite has created. So with the Battle Pass, when the game yeah. updates weekly, so there is weekly updates with. So what we call so what you, what's on your back right now in a game they call skins. So your yeah. T-shirt, your shorts or jeans or whatever you have on, in the game they call that skins. Yeah. Every week, Fortnite. NBA 2K does it now and Call of Duty. They're dropping new skins, so new clothes every week. And you know people in clothes. And these help you win the game? No. no but it, it does nothing for the game. It's just cosmetic. It makes you look good while you're shooting somebody, Mike. <laughs> that is it. <laughs> that is killing the game. Fortnite, when they came out in 2015, here's some numbers for you. Mike is a money guy, AJ. Yeah, Mike is yeah. a money guy. Um, so for here's some numbers for you, Mike. Back in 2015, when Fortnite hit the market, I went to E3 that year, that summer. So Fortnite hit like May, February, March, first quarter of that year. I knew when they were making money because I knew at E3 to get a 10 by 10 space for your 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 booth, it was something in the neighborhood of like 300 to a thousand dollars per square foot. 
they had a football field length booth at E3 of 100 yards by 20 yard booth. So that told me right there in February, March, April, May, June, in five months, they were probably well into the billions of their skins. That's why they have contracts. They have license with Marvel, Marvel. Disney, NBA, the NFL. Yes. Anything. It's- I can tell you. I can tell you, AJ. Don't ever get old because here's what happens. You look back at your life and you go, "There's I can't. I can't tell you how many things have gone. I've seen when I was playing, and I go, "That's a stupid idea. Why would anybody do that?" And then AJ comes out and goes, "Oh, they're worth a five billion dollars right now." You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I swear to God, this is true. This is a last story. My buddy calls me up. I went to business school in London. I met all these people from all over the world, right? They were really amazing people. This dude from Canada goes, hey, man, I'm moving over to Singapore. I'm starting like some cryptocurrency stuff, okay? And he rolled that into like now he's in Web3. and He's do- he's got a virtual world that he's doing on this online platform. And I, I, I won't like go into the details, but yeah. he was selling condos in the city that he designed yep. for, for $1,400, okay? First of all, blew my mind. I went, that's the dumbest thing I heard. The next day... They were flipping them for one hundred and forty thousand dollars. Yeah, no, the the NFT space is different. I, I'm I'm starting to dive into NFTs and yeah. stuff like that. I'm there. I'm yeah. in the metaverse, Mike. So oh yeah, we can talk about that. It, it it's yeah. huge. It's huge, and that's something that's not going to go anywhere. So no, it's gonna it's here to stay. It's make yeah. it's a money maker. Yeah, you can buy some property, some virtual property next to Snoop Dogg. Yeah, have Snoop Dogg as your neighbor. There you go, Mike. Now, now, he's sold, now he's sold. Like, that's that's probably the the smartest idea I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, they're selling property next to to live next to uh, Snoop Dogg out there, yeah. and me in the too. virtual world, in the virtual world, in the metaverse. So like oh, yeah. Dwight, like when Dwight Schrute in the office, you know, he goes into whatever that MySpace two or whatever the hell it is, mm-hmm. and he's flying. Yep. He's like he's a paper salesman who flies. Yeah, that same thing. Same, same thing. thing right? Same thing. Yeah. It's man, crazy. I'll tell you what. Good for you guys. AJ, thanks so much for coming on, man. It was really, it was really hey, fun. Yeah, man, thank appreciate you, guys you so man. Much. I really, I really appreciate the time. Uh, you know, happy to always come back on. This is fun, man. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I, right, I, I feel, I feel honestly week. like yes, I've sir. been educated. For let sure. me know. We're, let me know. We're playing some Apex. I'll get I'm Mike in. on there. Apex is trio. Oh, we'll get Mike on there. It's free. You need to get me on one of these teams. I, yeah. a lot of, I'm missing out. We yeah. got to do this. Let's we'll do it. That, that'd be that'd be awesome. For sure. All right. I need a controller. My controller needs one button. Just remember that. One button. One button. That would like be. Pong. Oh my god. We get him. We we'll get him one joystick and an AMD. I'm I'm creating that hey man, controller. Is there, is somebody, is there somebody driving controller. the car? If there's somebody driving the car, I'm I'm good. That's about yeah. it. I can drive. Oh, we'd have to grant that photo. We get you some Grand Theft Auto right there. Yeah, That's or some uh, what else is driving? Grand Turismo just dropped a new one. Mm-hmm. I can hit that. Yeah. That's that's actually a race simulation. It's like almost real racing, so around the world. So there you go, Mike. There's some there is a game out there for everyone and yeah. their level, their skill level. We'll find sure. it. We'll find it. All right, guys. You guys are great. Man. All right, guys. All right, AJ. Thank you guys. All right, Mike.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. If you're looking to get a new car, you could really cut expenses by bundling your car and renter's insurance with Progressive. Sure, you love your old car, but you know it's not normal to give instructions on how to open the window. It should be self-explanatory, but it's not. And notice how when you're in other people's cars, you can feel cushion in the seats? That's pretty nice, right? No, it's just normal. So bundle your renter's and car insurance with Progressive and put the savings toward a new car. It's time. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.